millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are doing another movie on our quarantine roulette. Uh... The first movie. Yes, the first one. And um, it is While You Were Sleeping. Um, As you know, the way the quarantine roulette works is we just kind of put some, we put a list together of a bunch of random movies and we are just going to keep updating this roulette wheel uh, for forever um, while we're in quarantine. So this is the first one. Yes. And uh, if you do have any suggestions for movies we should add to the list to maybe eventually be on the wheel... You could you could always let us know what we should add, and yeah. we'll maybe get to it. Yeah, for as long as this, well, because we'll do this for as long as the quarantine will last. <laughs> well, we'll probably continue it to be honest, but <laughs> we also have the ABCs to do as well. So we have a lot lot going on. <laughs> yeah, we do. We we have we have a lot of other series that we could be working on, but we thought it'd be fun to just throw a little a little extra series in there that we can't keep up with. You know, it's great. It's all good. Yeah, so I chose this movie because I actually was on a... Recently, I went to Thailand and all over Asia, and I was completely bored on the 10 different flights that I had, so I watched a lot of romantic comedies. I don't know about you, but I watch a lot of romantic comedies whenever I'm on a flight because they're very calming and sweet and nice and comfortable. They're not not too complicated. No. You just need... You just need something nice and, and fun to watch while you're on a plane so you don't go mad. Yeah. Um, you don't freak out that you're traveling, you know, a mile above the earth and could die at yeah, any moment. Exactly. So yeah. I uh, started watching this movie, I think, like, an hour before we needed to land. So I only got about an hour in, but I stopped actually listening to it. So I only watched, like, maybe 15 minutes of it with sound, and the rest of it was just on my TV. So I was like, oh, this is a cute movie. I also watched various other Sandra Bullock rom-coms, which she is completely in, like... She's in, like, dozens of rom-coms. I mean, this this woman is, like, the rom-com queen. Um, but I did enjoy this one the beginning, so I was like, okay, we should put this on the list. Okay, yeah, and I I had never seen this movie. I did not know that Sandra Bullock was in this movie. Um, and I didn't really know that this movie existed. I didn't either until I saw it on the plane. So, um, yeah, so we watched While You Were Sleeping, 1995. Very cute movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little problematic a little... and really, really slow, but... You know, yeah. Sandra Bullock is very cute. She's cute, but that's really, I mean, for me personally, that's kind of all she had going for her. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they really they really took their time to develop this whole father-daughter dynamic and her like losing her family and kind of being without a family in the very beginning, but then they kind of like just drop that to the wayside. Yeah. And she's just kind of seen as a lonely cat having lady in New York that works at the subway. Like, uh-huh. Like they like they like start to start to build this dynamic for her and then don't even talk about it again until the very end where, you know, I was kind of questioning her sanity this entire movie until the very end when I was like, oh, <laughs> so she just, she just really wanted a family and she, and she liked that she had a family for like a week. That's great. That's great. Would you also like to go see a therapist because maybe you need some help? <laughs> the, the, the whole um, premise of this movie is absolutely bonkers. Uh, I told Completely. my roommate, I go, I'm watching While You Were Sleeping, which I found on Canadian Disney Plus, by the way. Very proud of that. Um, and... Can't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I told him the name of the movie, and he was like, well, that's creepy. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it definitely wasn't... The whole concept was very silly, uh, especially with the very much so the fact that she was completely in love with a man she never even talked to, and then the lie just kept getting worse and worse, you know. And I cannot, I cannot stand it. Sorry if you can hear like crazy torrential rain and wind hitting my window because that's what's happening. Um, but. I also can't stand when, you know, a lie kind of develops and the movie portrays it as like, oh, well, there wasn't a good time to bring it up. There's always a good time. Yeah. There's like many, many, many good times in this movie where it would be okay to bring it up. And the only reason she doesn't in the beginning uh, about the fact that she is uh, pretending to be the fiance of this man who she's completely in love with, who she saved his life on the tracks of the L train because, in Chicago. Yes. Is because of the because a nosy nurse, <laughs> the nosy nurse said, "Oh, you're the fiance," uh, and then told the entire family, and then now she won't tell the truth because the grandmother will like have a heart attack if she finds out that she's not actually the fiance of this man, which is a very thin plot to begin with. <laughs> Yes, and the fact that they that they try to develop the story a bit more by adding in another love interest was just I don't know I, I don't know if I I don't know if I just personally didn't really like um, Bill, what's his Bill name? Pullman he played yes the the love interest in the movie that doesn't show up until a half an hour into the movie yes. <laughs> I don't know. Have I seen <laughs> this this actor before? Is he in? Oh, he's in Spaceballs. He's also Wait. yes. He's 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 the lead in Spaceballs, but he also is in another movie on our roulette, Independence Day. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. Was he like a a '90s actor, and that's it? Oh, and, and a little bit of '80s, an '80s and '90s actor. Yeah, kinda. I mean, he still is acting today. Who is he? Was he in? Let's see. Oh, the high note. I don't know what that is. A show. He's in a show. He was in Dark Waters. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Who was he in Dark Waters? 
<laughs> what? Um, oh, well. Who was he in Dark Water? Probably somebody Harry... who was giving him grief. Harry Deitzler? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Cool. But he's, yeah, I'm, he's sorry. I'm, I'm just looking at his face. You know, he's just the typical '90s hot stuff, cute guy. Can we just talk about this this um, poster really quick? Because it's a picture of Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman standing on the L like platform, and he's like lifting her up, and her legs are up, and there's a train coming, and it's like he's lifting her with his pelvis. Do you see this? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking right at it. it it's it's a hilarious poster. It really is. Um, and this, based off this poster, <laughs> I didn't really have any, any idea. idea what this movie was going to be about. No. Except for that it was in, this is in New York, right? No, it's in Chicago. What the fuck? Oh, they do say Chicago. That's right. <laughs> but there's there's an L. There's an L in, in New York. Yes, yes, you're right, right Emily. You ha- there Yes, is. there is. We went on you're, it. You're right. There is an L train in New York. That is one line of the New York train. You're, you're right, Emily. But the train in the, in Chicago, the subway, which is the elevated subway, is called the L. Oh. That's, that's what it's called. And you're right. And you're right. And they said Chicago many times. They, they do, <laughs> and it's very clear that they're in Chicago. They film in Chicago. There's a lot of Chicago iconography in this movie. Um, I really did like... I, I don't know. I know that it was it's very cheesy and weird and slow, but for some reason, I really did enjoy watching this movie. It was very long, but I think there was a lot of positives for me, and basically with that, I really enjoy watching Sandra Bullock all the time. Um, I really did love the fact that her best friend was actually just her boss at work, uh, this black man, like, middle-aged black dude, like glad she didn't have some random friend that was some girl, you know, like all the other Sandra Bullock movies. Um, I kind of enjoyed that. And I also like the fact that the family was very sweet and they, they had a very sweet dynamic with with the grandma and the, the godfather and, like, the dad was really great, played by um, Peter Boyle, who is best known from to be the dad in Everybody Loves Raymond. So I I really liked that, and I thought that they were enjoyable. Yeah, I I enjoyed a lot of aspects of it, too. Like, again, the family dynamic. The family was hilarious. They were just, like, a very relatable, loving, loud family um, that you could easily fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the actor that eventually wakes up from a coma is with the eyebrows really funny too <laughs> yes with the eyebrows those the eyebrows. With the eyebrows i mean wow um, they're pretty great they're pretty great yeah um he's funny too yeah peter gallagher right that's his name yeah he definitely and, and he plays is comical peter. and he, yeah like when when he woke up and they were telling him that he had amnesia like that was hilarious yeah. and they kept repeating things back from his from his childhood and like from his teen years and from every time period of his life <laughs> just to prove that he did not have amnesia and he did not know who Lucy was. Yeah. Uh, was very hilarious. Yeah. Um, but the fact that 
you know, they really portray her as, like, this lonely yeah. woman who just doesn't have anyone in her life, yeah. when in fact she does. I mean, they eventually, later in the movie, they show that she has friends at work, that she has people that she can rely on. She has crazy neighbors that hit on her all the time, but, yeah. you know, they're He's, still her friends. He cares and, about her, at least, you know. Yeah, he cares about her. She has a lot of people around her that do love her, and they, and, I mean, maybe this was just her self-representation of herself, but mm-hmm. the movie didn't help by making it seem like she was just this lonely person in the beginning. Yeah, and that she really, really wanted the family's love and everything. But I totally understand what she did. It, it makes so much sense because they're so sweet and all that. But, yeah, it it the problem for me really lies in the fact that it was really slow and that, like, the screenplay itself was just so droll. It was just, like... Okay, we get she we set up the story. It takes a half an hour for her to get into the situation where she uh pretends to be engaged to a man in a coma. And then the family just proceeds to act like nothing is wrong and that their son is not in a coma right now and that everything is fine and that they really care about her and they give her Christmas presents and it's it's just to me it's like a family would be reacting if they really like were that insane, like, and care so much that their son might die from being in this coma. You know, it's, it's like, they just didn't behave like people who were very worried that their son was going to die. You know what I mean? Right, but they were immediately put at ease in the very beginning. By the the idiot doctor. (laughs) He's an idiot. Who says, who says, oh, he's young, he, his his mind's great, he'll pull through. Like, they were immediately put at ease so that the rest of this movie could be about right. Lucy gallivanting with this family. With Jack. Slash Peter, or, Peter's brother, Jack. Yeah, like, he definitely is cute, and you can very much see that Jack is in love with Lucy. Um, throughout the entire movie, it's, like, clear that he really cares about her, but then, he, you know, he kind of has to not tell her how he feels about her because she's engaged to his brother. So it's it's such a weird situation, you know? Yeah. And I, I liked the little moments they had together. Um, I like when they were slipping was, on the, on, on the yes, ice. Yes, when they were slipping on the ice. Um, the mistletoe was a little awk. Oh, no. But... Oh. <laughs> That was ridiculous. That was just so unbelievable. It really was. That was that was honestly so cringy. Like the family standing there, like kiss him, kiss him. Like what the fuck? Like it's a tradition. Kiss him. It's like no, there is no reason. There's no, no absolutely no reason that this has to happen. That was that was just that was ridiculous. That was completely ridiculous. The whole the whole the whole like lie that gets mingled, especially when the sister comes in and they're like. Oh, yeah, I'm, and she says to her friend, like, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant, and then the other girl heard that and didn't understand that it was sarcasm, and then she goes and tells the whole family, oh, my God, like, Lucy's pregnant, and it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, just the miscommunication happening was just so ridiculous, and, and sometimes Lucy would just be, like... She wouldn't think before she would say stuff like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have the two, uh, the girl from the family and her friend there, and you're just going to blurt out, like, like, yeah, I'm pregnant, sarcastically. Like, you can't, it, yeah. it's not, you know, really the pacing for me was the problem. I know I've said this, like, four times already, but it's true. Like, 
the pacing was so fucking slow. And just, it felt like it took forever for these two hours to go by. Just ages. Well, yeah. And the movie, the movie happens between, what, Christmas Eve and a little bit after New Year's? Yeah. Or something? Yeah. Like, it's a very short amount of time. It's supposed to be like a week. Yeah. And, and the whole ending with Peter being convinced posing to her yeah to propose to her and then they go and actually try to have a wedding at the hospital in like the chapel and then like at that's the moment when she's like i can't do this i (laughs) it's it's just wild (laughs) well and the fact that she would be totally honest with herself and be like oh my gosh i have feelings for jack and, but then, um, like, how could you not tell that this guy is interested in you? I mean, she, she would tell herself, yes, I like Jack, but then still go on with, with Peter. I just, that didn't quite make sense to me. <laughs> um, did, 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 did Jack do something to make her think that he didn't care? Like, or that, but again, like. No, he did. Because. She, <laughs> what did he do? Remember he came to the door and he was like. Uh, it, it, she goes. She was wearing a wedding dress, and she said to him, "Is there anything that you want me to like? Is there anything that's stopping you from from? It, what did she say? Is there anything that you think would would be good enough for me to to not marry your brother tomorrow?" And then he doesn't say anything because he loves his brother too much, and he doesn't want to, you know, give up the fact that he's in love with Lucy. So. Yeah, and and he and he said that because she had also said that they were friends. Yes, right? and the, she in said the in the moving in the truck, truck earlier. And she's like, "You're a good friend." It's <laughs> I just I just don't understand why when she when she know when she realized that her that her feelings for Jack were established, right? She already had figured why that didn't out. She like come clean and tell him because I just, I, he could have honestly like. You're yeah. engaged to you're engaged to his brother. Of course, he's not going to try anything, even though he kind of did when he did the lean. I, yeah, what the, that whole lean situation? Just how he, he's so complete. Oh, okay, okay, okay. How does the family? <laughs> I just I can't. It's all coming back to me. How does the family accept her proof that she's in love with um, their son, uh, being uh, Peter? That because she knows that he only has one testicle that makes that that proves that she's not having an affair like i don't understand how that proves that she's not dating the other guy joe junior and it proves that yeah, no it doesn't it doesn't it literally does not prove that she's dating someone else like it just what does that show it I, i'm sorry well that was <laughs> And they were—they weren't questioning her her love for him. They were mostly questioning whether they were—they had actually been dating, and that they had—that they were actually engaged. Like that's what Jack kept. Well, actually, no. Jack did kept trying to. Well, Jack didn't know if she was actually engaged to him because Peter never told him anything. But and the last thing everyone knew was that she was with Ashley. This girl Ashley, right. who was amazing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, she was. She really was. <laughs> she was phenomenal. By she the way. was like the. She's like the lady in a Parent Trap, you know. Yes. She was just like Fantastic. her. She had the same haircut and everything. She was amazing. 
she's so funny. Like this, <laughs> this this movie was so funny that you like couldn't help but laugh at the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, um, like I. But that like there's some just kind of calmness that in this the performances of all the actors that I I really enjoyed. Like it was ridiculous, and but I love that it was like Chicago in in the winter time, you know, and like just a fam it's about a family you know i i like movies like that yeah i mean just a very simple simple story you know simple rom-com i mean i did not know sandra bullock was in so many rom-coms oh my god i i watched a good handful of them on the plane and one of them was with with hugh grant and i had no idea that she was in a movie with hugh grant yeah, two weeks notice. Two weeks notice. I watched it on the on the plane. That oh my was gosh. a Can doozy. we add Miss Congeniality to the list? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long, and I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. The, oh my goodness. So uh, she's been in just tons of them, and, and we could just have an entire Sandra Bullock marathon because she's so wonderful and great, and I love her. Um, but yeah, she she's very insecure in this movie. She's very like. Um, in two weeks notice she's very similar to the way that she is in Miss Congeniality where she's kind of got an abrasive personality um, okay you know so yeah. they're all they're all the way that they are <laughs> yeah I just I have not seen very many of these I guess I think I've only seen Miss Congeniality this movie now while you were sleeping and I think I've seen The Proposal and mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm she she was hilarious in the proposal. I really liked that one. <laughs> I I'm a big fan of Sandra, so that's that's some that's a big reason why I chose this movie. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I I also really wanted to, I wanted to, uh, gather a list of all the movies that start with that song. Oh, <laughs> this will be an everlasting yes. love. This will be. Yeah, totally no. ridiculous. And never, I need to. I, I need to see movies that start <laughs> start with the song. What's it called? I don't know. What's the title of the song. I don't know what the title Dang of the it. song is. Uh, Sandra. Okay. Yeah, I'll search it. Just just a moment. Everybody's gonna get this uh, song in while you were sleeping. Um. Natalie Cole. This will be. That's that's what it's called. There you go. This will be. And I need to know. <laughs> Every movie that starts I just, with. I just watched an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race where Natalie Cole was on there. So, that, sorry. Really? Really, really random. Wow. Season four of RuPaul's Drag Race. My quarantine is really taking a turn for we were watching everything that we want to watch right now. This is the golden era. If there is not a plot keyword that that includes starts with this will be song i'm gonna i'm gonna be mad i'm I'm just gonna search and see this will be an everlasting love it has it has a wikipedia article um and it, it has all the things that it was in <laughs> Yes. What is it? Um, okay. I need to. I need to add a plot keyword okay, to every song. That, this so- to every movie. So according to the Wikipedia page, this song's popularity has led to its inclusion in movies such as While You Were Sleeping, The Parent Trap, 
Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, A Cinderella Story, Taxi, Must Love Dogs, Bride Wars, and Shazam. What? (laughs) I just mentioned the parent trap. (laughs) You sure did. Oh, perfect. Oh, wow. I love it. Okay, I'm going to have to add a plot keyword for this because there's there's too many (laughs) movies that have this song in it for it to just go unnoticed. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that that's oh, what the wow. so, the song that they sang at the end of this uh, this Drag Race episode that I watched, because at the end of the episodes, they RuPaul makes the two final people do a lip sync for their life, uh, and they I'm pretty sure that they did this song um, to lip sync for their life, and then RuPaul picks who who has to go home and who stays. <laughs> Oh, that's 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 a fun way to figure out who stays and who has to leave forever. That's that's the show. I'm learning so much. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, any there's what are what are the things that you liked about this movie, Emily? Um, I liked the uh, the the grandma. With her little, with her little, uh, very, very blushy rose cheeks. Yeah. Um, and, um, that's I really liked, (laughs) I guess I just didn't really like this movie all that much. Yeah, I don't Um, think you did. That's all right. I really, I really don't think I did. Um, I did, I did think it was really funny when, when Peter Gallagher woke up and he was like, and he was like, should I know you? Yeah. And then, and that was really funny. And I really liked uh, the scenes where the whole family, when they, <laughs> there was a scene where they were all sitting around the table and eating mm-hmm. and Lucy was giving Jack like the most like, come have sex with me by like eyes. <laughs> and, yes. and they were all talking about random things like actors that were tall. And yeah. then, yeah. And then the, the, the old li- the grandma or something will go on to another topic uh-huh. and and she'll say like I don't even Th- this know. This is how it went. They just start rambling. No, they so just start rambling. They did it. They did the same kind of thing like four times. So basically, the grandma would say, you know, in my day or whatever, she would be like, this actor was really tall, and then the Saul would say, oh, and then this actor played the saxophone really well. And then that grandma would be like, well, this actor didn't play the saxophone. And then he'd be like, I didn't say that this actor played the saxophone. Like, it was like a completely yes, unrelated yes. situation. That's that's what it was. <laughs> and they did that like yes, several yes. times. Like, it was like, oh, like several times that she had that joke. And it was very sweet. Um, yes. Yeah. I like those scenes. And I did like the scenes with Joe Jr. I thought he was very funny. <laughs> Um, he was so creepy to me. I didn't like those scenes. He was. He was very creepy, but I think Lucy handled him very well. Mm-hmm. He was just, he's just, he was also a lonely guy yeah. who really liked Lucy and was just trying to get her to notice him. And she would notice him, so that's why he thought he would have a chance. But then, you know, she would immediately friend zone him. Um, but he didn't get the hint ever, and he bought her tickets to Ice Capades, and he was like, uh, you're gonna go to Ice Capades with me, honey, and then she's like, I'm not going to Ice Capades with you, honey. 
but you see, she also didn't give him a clear enough answer as she just went yeah, like... Yeah, she didn't say she no. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. the problem. She should have been more clear Which was why him. Lucy annoyed me. Because yeah. she, like, didn't... She just didn't have the the guts yeah. to just be like, this is how it is. Yeah, she definitely was you. very uh, loosey-goosey about everything. And the way that Saul tried to fix everything by telling Peter to proposed to Lucy yeah, that was and Saul ridiculous. He wouldn't do what Lucy wanted because because he didn't want her to be gone. He wanted her to stay around because he loved her too. And even in, oh my God, that line where he was like, Saul was like, well, if I was younger, I would marry her. And I was like, oh my God, he's in love with her. Saul, Saul's in love with Lucy. <laughs> it was so clear. <laughs> Yeah, that was really oh, weird. Man. Like, the dynamics of this movie were just like, let's just be super slow and watch this fam. It's like, it was like a fucking book, you know? Yeah, and when, and I don't know why, but the very beginning scene where she drops the Christmas tree through her, <laughs> through her first floor, like, landlord. neighbor's yes. window. Yes. Yeah, her landlord's window. And she has a present shoved up her sleeve. And says, "Oh, I, I almost, almost forgot." forgot. <laughs> yeah. And then pulls a. Pre- I'm like, how could you forget that there's a present in your sleeve? I know. Like, is it? I mean, she she had some pretty big sleeves, but uh, but I was like, isn't one sleeve like heavier? Is it is it poking you? Like, <laughs> I know you know, know. it's in that there. That was just you know, like like you know it's in there. You know your presence in your sleeve. <laughs> so Sandra Bullock got nominated for the 1996 Golden Globes for best performance by an actress in a motion picture, comedy, or musical. So that's nice, I guess. But it, it's just yeah. If if you if you care about the Golden Globes, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, should we move on to the uh, ta- uh, plot keywords? Yes, I would like. To, this movie has a lot of plot keywords. Um, none of them had to do with the opening song, which that needs to change. <laughs> um. So the plot keywords for While You Were Sleeping is uh, loneliness, unconventional romance, holiday season, single woman, secret admirer. All right. That's... Yeah, that's that's pretty much all of it. Uh, That's pretty much all of it. The tagline is a story about love at second sight. Wow. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's great. That's that's really great. Let's that's just really great. you know move on. I suppose. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm just looking those. at what John Turtletop is known for, and he's a producer and a director of a bunch of things. Um, still a very prolific director of a bunch of random things, and a producer of national and director of National Treasure. So he directed the first and second National Treasure. Okay, well, he's just the greatest actor who ever lived. He then. also directed. I'm the greatest director. He also directed Cool Runnings. I see that. <laughs> I see that. Right, these are classics, <laughs> are they? <laughs> yes, it's it's fun. It's fun. Um, definitely got some Completely. got some fun stuff in here, uh, and. But also just kind of cheesy movies. I mean, he's got the Meg in here. I mean, what the hell? 
The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh my gosh, did anyone see that movie? I did in theaters. <laughs> you did? Wow, plot, yeah, plot my, twist. My parents wanted to see it. I never saw it again after that. That seems like a movie your dad would want to see. Oh yeah, he loved it. He cried. Oh my um, god. Oh yeah, he loved it. Okay, so this got wow. a, a, a 67 meta score, which is good. Pretty good, yeah. It, it seems Actually. that even the bad ones, which the lowest is a 40, it's kind of nice. Like, they're not mean. I'm, I am going to read the, the Chicago Reader at the bottom of this. It says, if it's, this is a 40, the plot of this 1995 romantic comedy directed by John Turtletop, cool runnings, from a script direct... <laughs> <laughs> from a script that's the movie that's the movie he has to be has to be listed with <laughs> yes uh from a script by daniel g sullivan and frederick lebo is pretty stupid throughout and the filmmakers show <laughs> <laughs> no compunction and shaking its silliness in your face but the film's casual warmth may make you tolerate some of the shortcomings <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that was that I, was pretty mean. I really do like the succinct way this man wrote that. He's like, especially with the cool runnings thing. I, I, I like the one above it too, just because of the beginning. The Washington Post gave it a forty as well, and it says a wobbly romantic comedy. Sleeping plays <laughs> its romantic elements just right, but badly botches the comedy. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, oh man, and I didn't even think the romantic elements were that good. I thought no. the comedy was slightly better than the romance. I, I it's just kind of a generally meh movie. Um, the real reviews gave it a sixty-three. The plot runs out of steam just past the one-hour mark, and the charade, although necessary to the story, goes on for too long. The ending is, of course, <laughs> the requisite happy one, but it seems a little anticlimactic. It does. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's like, true. Uh, yeah. Like, Lucy and and Jack, like, look at each other longingly as she leaves. <laughs> like do. You guys, you guys look at each other far too often for you to not know that you guys like each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, like, I agree. Just I agree. the extensive shots of just their eyes staring intently at each other. Like, that's... that's uh, Oh my gosh, I can't. The San Francisco Examiner says the the script is slightly above sitcom level. So I yes, I, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's wow. Yeah, so. Roger Ebert gave it a seventy five. I know he liked it. Uh, like he really liked wow. it. Wow, it's a feel good film, warm and good hearted. And as it was heading for its happy ending, I was still a little astonished how much I was enjoying it. <laughs> really, Roger? <laughs> I mean, again, like, I don't hate this movie. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's great either. So it definitely is the middle, the mitting crowd for me, you know? <sighs> I'm not going to watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was more Christmas elements. I think that would have made it more fun. Yeah, and and maybe if the plot had a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. All right. Well, okay. Uh, now we're going to uh, pick our next movie in the movie roulette. So, Emily, are you yes, going yes, to... Yes, yes. Uh, oh, dang it. You have to... Yeah, I am. So she's going to start recording so that we can post this on our Instagram and we can post it on our Facebook so that you guys can see 
uh, what the next one is going to be. I did post it on the Instagram, which is at by the popcorn podcast, all by the popcorn podcast, excuse me. Um, and also the Twitter, which, uh, Emily, I don't know if you've posted the last one on the Twitter, but it is at by the popcorn on that. <laughs> Not yet, <laughs> but hopefully before this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, I'm goodness. Sorry. So, uh, would you like <laughs> to tell us which movies, before you start recording, which movies are going to be on the next, uh, the group? Oh, okay, let me, let me stop recording. Um, all right, so the movies, with removing... Uh, while you were sleeping, we now have Being John Malkovich, Fifty Shades of Grey, San Andreas, Stranger Than Fiction, Pump Up the Volume from 1990 with Christian Slater, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and Independence Day. Okay, I'm excited to see what it's going to be. I'm so excited. I'm very excited, yet very nervous. Okay, here we go. And... I want to turn up the volume so you guys can hear the cute little noises the wheel makes. Which is, we made this through Wheel Decide, which is a website that makes uh, wheels. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> Here we go. You're welcome. Oh, dang it. Okay, I'm bad at this. Sir. Here it goes, here it goes, here it goes! Oh, no. Oh! What is it? San Andreas! <laughs> Here we go. All right, our first apocalypse movie. Perfect for the apocalypse right now. So, um, oh, sh- if, definitely, if you guys definitely. are excited to watch San Andreas with us, um, you should email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. You can also find us on the aforementioned Twitter at allbythepopcorn and Instagram at allbythepopcornpodcast. You can also... Um, find us on SoundCloud and please rate and review us on there, um, as well as Facebook. You can comment and follow us on there. And also uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We really, really appreciate it and if you can help us uh, grow our podcast. We also have merch, so everybody just... Uh, I'm excited for the next movie, so tell us if you're excited. Yes, uh, very excited so excited to talk about this movie with you guys next. Um, stay inside, stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.